Hello friends, welcome to the very first episode of Wind from the West podcast. Uh, I'm your host Tanner Griffin and uh, I'm glad you are open to listening to this first episode and joining us um, and at least exploring to see what this this new uh, Wind from the West thing is going to be all about. Um, as we get started, some of you may know me. Um, some might not. Uh, I'm currently working at Olivet Nazarene University. Prior to that, uh, I was a senior pastor at a few churches, um, ordained elder in the Church of the Nazarene. Um, worked at Olivet previously, um, and prior to that, kind of in a different life, I was a logistics um, manager, uh, warehousing, distribution, transportation, um, inventory control, all that, and at the same time I was bivocational um, at a small uh, church um, for part of that time. And uh, so that's kind of kind of my background, and you'll, you'll see how that all shapes uh, what we're trying to do here. Um, but to, to really understand Wind from the West um, and where this whole project starts, um, you need to go back uh, to the year 2000, um, January of the year 2000. I had this amazing opportunity to go to Israel with a group from Olivet. I was a sophomore um, ministry, uh, pastoral ministry major, and uh, got to go with this educational experience group to to Israel. And there were so many things about that trip that was life-changing, profound, challenging, Um but I think the thing that I came away the most from that trip was more of a conceptual thing uh, that really shaped my understanding of scripture, the Bible, the story of God. Um, it kind of created, gave me a lens uh, through my years of study subsequent to that and then even in my ministry. Uh, and that, that was the, the profound connection between um, the physical setting in which these stories took place and the stories themselves to the point that in some of these stories um in the bible the the physical setting could almost be viewed as a character like it has that level of impact on the story or at least understanding of the story um so like a a simple example um when jesus is giving a talk a parable about a fig tree for example um he didn't just make that up out of thin air there was a, a fig tree nearby. Um, when he's giving um, the big uh, spiel in response, so Peter says, you're the Messiah, and he makes this pronouncement that, the, that his church will be built upon a rock and uh, the gates of hell won't prevail against it. There's scholarship that shows that they were standing in a place that... Um, culturally was viewed as as a a gateway to the underworld um the gates of hell uh if you will and so the physical setting um and the experience of living in the physical setting the land the environment uh the geography the political realities of the of that land are deeply connected and actually gives us uh some more tools to understand what the scriptures were teaching us, what Jesus was teaching us, what the prophets were saying, all of that. And so um, that's the kind of the conceptual thing that I came away with. Um, and so 
one of the things that we talked about when I was in Israel was this idea of, of wind. Um, if we read through our Bible stories, we don't often pay a whole lot of attention to the wind uh, as it's mentioned there. Um, but if you know your, your, your Greek um, from the New Testament, you know that the word wind uh, uh, is the same word kind of behind the scenes as uh, breath and spirit. So um, wind is kind of this, this uh, force, this breath, this spirit that, that shapes um, uh, the environment, that shapes the experience, that shapes the people. Um, there's motivation behind it. it. It can bring life. It can bring death. It can bring um, uh, anointing for a mission, right? So um, there's all of this going on. And once I started paying attention to that, I realized that the Bible um, is talking about, sometimes it talks about wind from the east. And, and the wind from the east is always connected with uh, death, destruction, plague, famine, devastation in ancient Israel. Um, and if you can imagine a map of Israel um, to the east of, of Israel is uh, dry, arid, hot, um, wilderness, difficult land. Um, and if you were, whether it was you know, early on in the history of Israel, your nomadic people, shepherds and, and that, or you're living in villages, um, you're, you're very vulnerable. Uh, so if a wind from the east would come across and pull hot, dry air from that um, arid uh, area to the east of you, it could dry up your crops. You would experience famine. You might not have the uh, live, the produce, the, the growth in your area to produce um, enough food for your livestock. Um, wind from the east would bring death and destruction. Um, and it was also, I mean, that was a physical reality, but it also became symbolic of um, Assyria, Babylonian armies, um, the enemies of the people of God that would come from the east and bring destruction. And so a wind from the east, whether it's in a literal sense or a literary sense, um, represents this, this death, destruction, judgment, famine, um, it steals life away and uh, takes the conditions away for thriving and, and sustainability. Um, now, still imagining where Israel is on your map there, to the west of Israel is the Mediterranean. <clears throat> and when you would get a wind coming from the west, it would bring warm, moist air um, that would in the in the cool of the evening would condensate on the ground and allow um, plant growth in areas that normally wouldn't have it you could graze your your sheep your livestock uh, it would provide uh, rain for the rainy seasons for your vineyards and your um, your crops um, it would bring um, water to fill your cisterns in your villages um, and so Wind from the east would bring death, destruction, but wind from the west would bring new life, um, renewal, revitalization, um, a new spirit. Right, like it would it would change your experience. It would change change the the people's uh, experience with the land, um, and it would just be a matter of which way the wind was blowing, and 
and again, that, that wind is connected with, with spirit or breath. So it was um, a holy wind, a holy breath, a holy spirit would come and bring new life. Um, and so like that's a, a concept that, that was planted in my head on this trip in the year 2000, um, but has stuck with me as I've, I've studied, um, you know, finished my undergrad degree as I did my master's work, as I've been pastoring, um, writing sermons and teachings for the last you know, decade or so. Um, and uh, in my experience as, as a pastor, most recently, uh, I pastored two churches. Um, and in, in my experience and in conversations with others um, that are pastoring similar churches, um, and, and like I said, they're probably would be considered an average or typical church, at least in, in my denomination. Um, you know, they've experienced some decline over the years. Um, and uh, there, you know, maybe some areas that you would say um, are arid and dry, have experienced a wind from the east, whether it be cultural winds in the community that... Um, you know, has, has dried up things, or maybe it's internal uh, winds from the east, some cultural things, conflicts, um, and and those types of things that would just take the life out of a, a congregation, out of a local church. But um, whether it was my experience or when I was talking with other pastors, I, I found out that um, it's a pretty common reality right now that churches are feeling the effects of of winds from the east that are um, coming and drying things out and, and taking life away. And so um, there was kind of this, this sense of, I wish somebody would do something. Um, you know, I wish there was uh, somebody I could turn to for uh, help, um, resources that I could, I could tap into, conversations I could eavesdrop on um, in order to um, help my church get renewal, but also, um, like I said, as I connected with other colleagues in ministry, they were experiencing things similar to what I was experiencing and uh, they were struggling too. And so kind of connecting all those dots, that's where this wind from the West project um, started from. Um, you know, our churches needed um, a wind from the West to bring mild temperatures, wet conditions, humidity, these life-giving conditions um, that this new wind from the West could bring. Um, you know, we wanted a, a new spirit, a new breath of life um, breathed into our congregations. And so that's the birth of uh, the wind from the West project. Um, churches uh, today are, are facing um, decline in worship attendance, decline in giving, um, statistics, it seems like survey after survey, report after report comes out talking about the challenges and the decline in, in uh, the church today. And while I'm not one who was ever caught up um, in chasing numbers um, when it came to attendance or offerings, um, you know, I was not obsessed with that. It wasn't my definition of success as a, as a pastor. Um, the reality is our current model of doing church is in is in a lot of ways dependent on those metrics. So even though I didn't um, place all, all my value in in understanding of church health in those numbers, um, 
church, the model of church requires a certain number of people to show up um, for that experience to to be uh, what people are looking for, and a certain amount of money to be given to the organization, to the church, so that you can have the staff and the building and the tools to do ministry the way that um, we've all grown accustomed to doing it. And so um, as those things dry up, as those things decline, uh, it makes it that much more difficult to do ministry because you you have less tools, and the tools you do have aren't as strong as they used to be. Um, and so there's this pressing issue, this need for attention and support for pastors in local churches. And like I said, as a, as a senior pastor myself, um, I would look around and say, man, I, I wish there was somebody that was acknowledging um, the reality. And, you know, we, and when I say acknowledge, I don't mean just say, oh, this is an issue, but like dedicating resources and um, making this a priority, the reality that, that so many of these churches and pastors are having this experience. Um, and so recently, in the past few months, I made the decision to step out of full-time pastoral ministry, and I've returned back to Olivet, and uh, that's my my full-time role um, in this um, really neat program that I, that I get to be a part of now, um, working with the university and with, with churches. Um, but it also gave me the opportunity to do um, some projects that I've been wanting to do, and so um, this Wind from the West uh, project is, is something that's been in my heart for a long time, and I finally have the the bandwidth and the resources to do it. Um, and so what it will end up being is a, uh, hopefully, um, you know, the big, the big vision, the big goal is to create resources and a supportive community for pastors and, and church leaders as we set about the work of bringing revitalization, renewal um, to our existing churches while also helping them bridge the gap to a sustainable model of church for what's next. Um, so it's kind of addressing the, the challenges that are immediately in front of us, but also taking time to consider what uh, church needs to look like in the future um, because things are changing and what's worked in the past may or may not work in the future. Um, and so again, wanted to create this, um, this hub for resources and create a conversation, um, for pastors and church leaders. And so what wind from the West, um, the nuts and bolts of it really as a project is, um, there'll be a blog, um, a newsletter post, um, that uh, lists out several conversational, um, topics on, on a particular theme. So. The first theme will be about reorienting principles. Um, the first blog post will, will talk about that. And, and then there'll be five different reorienting principles that will help us as pastors and church leaders um, figure out how to reshape um, what our priorities are um, and provide tools for us to, to lead the church through revitalization, renewal, um, or even just equip ourselves to, to do the work that we're already doing. Um, and so there'll be the blog post, the list of those five different topics, and then each um, one of those topics will become a, a unique podcast episode. 
and I'm going to invite pastors and ministry leaders on as as guests for each one of those episodes, and we'll we'll discuss our experiences and our thoughts and um, share the struggles and what we found to have worked, um, our experiences, our frustrations, our wisdom, whatever we can along those lines. And then also with each one of those podcast episodes, um, we'll share uh, a, at least one resource out of our resource library. Um, so over the years, I've been building tools myself that I needed, things that I thought were helpful, um, or I found uh, resources through other uh, ministries or um, you know, uh, other organizations online, and, and we'll just share the, the tools, or maybe uh, our guests that will be on the podcast will have experience with a resource um, that we can make available or point the listeners to to help. So we'll build this whole library of resources uh, regarding church renewal and revitalization, and uh, we'll share those out um, so that uh, everybody has an opportunity to have those. Um, Again, just trying to create a, a community where the conversation is around, um, you know, that wind from the West, new life coming into these churches. Um, uh, and so that'll be it. It'll be a regular blog post, maybe once every five weeks, every seven weeks, whatever, and then in-depth podcast episodes discussing it. So like I said, the first one's five topics. Uh, the second one that I've got planned is seven topics. So it'd be one blog post with seven podcast episodes and seven resources. Um, and I'm coming at this um, not as an expert on church revitalization. I have definitely learned a lot, and I definitely think I, I figured some things out uh, in my years um, in various ministry roles. Um, but I definitely don't believe I have all the answers, but I, I have some good questions. And so I'm going to try and connect with, with pastors who have various experiences and various degrees of success, um, wisdom. Um, and, and so it, if you are a pastor who has been in a church revitalization, church renewal project, and uh, are interested in sharing your experience, uh, connect with me. I will um, send you the list of topics and we'll get you on an episode or episodes that you uh, feel passionate about or maybe you have experience with or feel need attention it might just be you as the guest or maybe there's other pastors and we'll have a, a round table of three or four of us five of us maybe talking about a particular topic um, or if you're listening to this and you know of a pastor a church leader that led to church through revitalization renewal or you'd say this person just brings wisdom um, maybe it's a mentor maybe it's somebody who's um, you know in our in my denomination, we have district superintendents. So maybe it's a your district superintendent that um, was a pastor and has imparted great wisdom to you uh, based off of their experience in the past. Um, I'd love to make that connection. Um, and so it's an invitation for pastors and church leaders um, to connect and be a part of this. Uh, the more diverse and the more participation we have, the better the conversations can be and uh, we can create a community uh, about church renewal and church revitalization. So um, if you know of somebody or you are somebody that wants to participate in this project, um, connect with me. Um, 
it'll be on the, the social media. Um, I'll have all the ways to connect with me in the in the links and the show notes. Um, my webpage tannerhgriffin.com has um, a list of all the projects I got going on. Um, you can email me at tanner at tannerhgriffin.com and uh, or there's a place on the website to, to submit a suggestion of a name and uh, we'll get the conversation going from there. But if you if this sounds like something you're interested in or you know somebody who would be, um, let me know and we'll get to scheduled and have some conversations. Um, but uh, that's it for the first the first episode. It's more of just a high level introduction and uh, trying to get the idea out there and allow me to connect with with pastors to get scheduled for guest hosts. So um, if you have topics you'd love covered or challenges that you're facing, suggest those too. But I hope to just begin a conversation uh, for pastors as we. Um, try to lead ministry in the, in the current realities that we are um, and uh, help us to see the wind from the West that brings new life into these uh, communities of faith. So uh, subscribe, uh, follow us, share with your friends, and we will catch you next time.